Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I'm your host, Derek Campbell. I'm joined tonight by Chris Ramirez, also known as Addicted to the Gear on Instagram. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing good. How are, how's your first year in the Army going? Uh, certainly had some ups and downs. Uh, it's not too, too bad, but definitely not what I expected. Yeah. You, you don't sound incredibly bitter about it yet. <laughs> I constantly hear from friends in the military that their recruiters lied to them a lot. Would you say that, that yours did? or made any promises that just were never going to come true? Um, y- yes and no. I mean, I had friends, like, of course, I had friends like Mike, all those mm-hmm. high-speed dudes who I, like, double-check with, like, hey, my recruiter's telling me this. Is it necessarily true? Is he just, like, kind of, like, a little bit? But it wasn't too, too bad. I mean, I was trying to go into Ranger Regiment as soon as I got out of basic, but that never happened just because apparently, like, in processing into the Army – my paperwork was for some reason like frozen, like I couldn't process anymore. And then once um, that process was unfrozen, there was no more Ranger contract for that year. So I was a little bitter about that, um, but not too bad. And the one ah, thing was sucks. I was told, yeah, I was told that I'd be able to pick my duty stations. Like towards the end of the like basic training, they they say, hey, what's your top three? And they try to give me my my choice. That was a flat-out lie because um, <laughs> uh, Fort Stewart was not on my list at all, not on my radar at all. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Oh, we should probably talk about the Chris Costa incident. Oh, yes. I almost forgot about that. Yes, please. Uh, so if you don't follow me on uh, Instagram, I have a uh, little shrine set up in my barracks room that's uh, picture of Chris Costa, an autograph, and a uh, patch that's the Costa Gate from Violent Little Machine Shop. Um, so the background behind that is um, a friend of mine, she runs her own range, and for as a Christmas gift, she had uh, Chris Costa sign an autograph for me. But what makes this whole thing funny is um, Jesus, another story involving him, um, he was doing a course with Chris Costa in, I believe, 2015? And so I was like, oh, I mean, like, it'd be awesome to get an autograph uh, from him or something. He's like, all right, I'll see what I could do. So following day, I'm having like a brunch with my girlfriend at the time and her family. And I get a, I get a, a video message from Jesus. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go to the bathroom and play it. So I'm listening to it. And it's, it's like, hey, Chris, I have. Uh, I heard you're a big fan of mine, but I don't understand why you're not out here. You know, you say you're such a big fan, but again, you're like not out here. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, he's like, go fuck yourself. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Did he, did he throw in the from the bottom of my heart? Yeah, he's like, from the bottom of my heart, with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have that somewhere? I, that, that, that audio? Yeah, I might be able to find it from somewhere. It, it's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Because if you could, I would love to put that in this. <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. 
it's so weird. Yeah, it was <laughs> a place where I'm like, damn, I'm such a big fan of this guy. You're such a big fan. Fuck you. You're not here. Yeah. You're not such a fan. What are you, bitch? Real not fan would be like, here. Not even tracking. I'm in California, and this class is all the way in Florida. Yeah, none of that stuff for just the fact that sometimes people can't make it. Why aren't you here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That. <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually, I sent the video to the, the girl who runs the range uh, last year, and she showed it to him. So in the picture, he's frowning just seeing that video. Right, taking that picture and signing the autograph. <laughs> uh, can we also get that picture somehow of him frowning? <laughs> I, I could get that to you. That's that's amazing. That's that's just that's a really weird reaction for for someone asking something so, I mean, just so simple. Yeah. My friend really likes you. Can you record something for him? Fuck you. What? <laughs> have you ever done that? I mean, you're you're the Instagram famous one. I have. I've signed. Hey man, I really like your content. Come here, and then you just give him the bird. Uh, no, I've signed. Um, I've signed a few patches for people, and that was kind of weird. Yep. But um, nothing really too major. I've been asked to um, because Mike he he pinned my blue cord, and that's like the whole thing with infantry is like once you graduate infantry school. Uh, during the graduation ceremony, they give you your blue cord, and whoever like whoever like means a lot to you or friends, family, they'll pin your blue cord, so they'll put it over your shoulder. And Mike did it for me. I've been asked to do that for one or two people. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've met a lot of cool people through Instagram, like Cody, one of the guys who uh, listens to this uh, Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I met him through Instagram. And he's like my best friend at Stewart. So Instagram has been pretty cool with helping me reach out to a lot of people here. Yes. Yes. It's it's very good for that. Very cool for connecting and networking. Uh, in fact, before we went live, Cody asked uh, for a topic request. And that uh, is, do you even lift? Oh, that's, a, that's a good question. I don't because whenever we're at the gym, he has me take pictures of him. So <laughs> I don't. <laughs> No time, no time to lift when you're being Instagram famous. <laughs> uh, I laugh uh, sometimes whenever we bring uh, new people out to the, the private range that we do a lot of our shooting at uh, because they realize what really goes on to just creating social media content. And there's only about 15 or 30 minutes of like actual shooting. And then the rest of the day is spent uh, posing for pictures. That's like, exactly. Hold that spot. Hold the gun up. Hold on. Let me get a picture from this angle, from this angle. Going through a lot of ammo, just trying to catch cool muzzle flash pictures. Those take a while. That's exactly what it is. Cody and I know that best because we'll go out to the ranges. The ranges here aren't too bad, but they're not the greatest either. But um, we'll go and we'll have ammo for shooting and for actual practicing. But then we'll also have like ammo set aside for like, all right, these are these are for the money shots. The money shots, yep. <laughs> Those sweet midair mag flip pictures. Yeah. There were ones in Ranger panties specifically. The, the ones in Ranger panties. Those are the best. Those are the best. Do you just wear them around day to day? Pretty much as much as possible. I have about five or six pairs that as much as possible, wear them out to the grocery store, the gym. Anything's an excuse to throw those bad boys on. You ever drop, drop things on purpose so you can bend over and pick it up? I mean, hey, things Oops. happen. Things happen. 
Yeah, what else has been going on in your life besides army and training to go kill shit? Um, for lack of that, uh, nothing too much. I've been really just um, doing that is training. Like Sunday, we're going out to the field again for I believe eight to nine days. Uh, after that, it's we come back. I think we have like a week to like re- we call it like uh, refit, but it's just getting everything consolidated, saying what's broken, what needs to be replaced, fixed giving guys like time out of the field and then go back out for force on force. So it's pretty much, we go up against another, I believe for uh, battalion. And it's kind of like laser tag essentially. Is it the uh, miles system? Yeah, it's the miles system. So for people who don't know, it's you run a BFA on your rifle saw, even on your vehicles and it runs off vibrations so it's like a PEC system on your rifle that runs off a of vibration. So when you fire that blank round, that vibration of the barrel activates the laser and sends that laser out. That's pretty cool. I wish it was more readily available for us lowly civilians because I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to like cheat the system. If you run out of ammo, just start tapping it. <laughs> <laughs> quickly just to put some mud over the sensors I'm, I'm the radio I, I haven't shot much here to begin with but you learn things really quick and after after that we get you re- get our brigade ready to go to NTC in Southern California at Fort Irwin so for those who don't know it's a big simulated like deployment to prepare you for an actual deployment do you guys have any uh, planned deployments in the future? Yes, actually. In uh, March, February, or late February, early March, my brigade is um, planning on going to Korea. Well, that's interesting. Things are uh, definitely starting to get interesting over in that part of the world. Yeah, so if things pop off, we'll be there. I, oh, Adam's in. What is up, man? Uh, Nothing, just... uh. Fondling your new toy that you keep teasing everyone in the group chat with. Dude, I love that thing. Like, beautiful. Yeah. Um. Uh. I was earlier today. Uh, I took a little little break. Went out to our, uh, a thousand yard range and shot a little bit with it. And now I'm just at home and just finished up making dinner and hopping on talking to you hooligans. Hooligans. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Just took the new CAC rifle out to the thousand range for a little bit. Dude. Drove a tank for a while, went in a spaceship. It was neat, I guess. Yeah, it's it's living the dream to the fullest extent. So for those uh, who haven't seen, what is the new rifle that you've gotten recently? Uh, it is an SR-25 EMC. Uh, it was made in uh, February of 2011. Uh, I fe- it's a rifle we don't make anymore, but it was uh, it's always been my favorite just because it was a 111 and a quarter uh, Krieger barrel that was ball dimpled, 16 inch, uh, super accurate, very, very, uh, yeah, just an amazing rifle. Um, I found it at one of my dealers. He bought it back in 2011 with a matching EM suppressor, which we don't make both one of those. Um, and uh, yeah, he bought it for himself and was thinking about selling it. And I told him, name your price. Uh, he gave me that price. I couldn't afford the can, but I could afford the rifle. So I paid for it. He shipped it. I got it yesterday, and 
I threw on a 4 to 16 Night Force Attacker F1 with an H59 reticle, uh, offset RMR, uh, D ball 50 milliwatt laser, uh, Harris bipod, put a Geisley SSAE in it, uh, CTR, or sorry, STR Magpul stock, and a BCM uh, gunfighter grip on it. The only thing I'm waiting on now is I got to put my I got to do it Monday at work is put my silencer co suppressor mount on and I'm waiting on a radian charging handle for it. Nice. And you also mentioned you're going to put a white phosphorus uh, clip on night vision on it. Yeah. So at night vision, well, at nights we have a, a part of the company called night vision and we make uh, like the current mill issue PVS 30. Um, and we make a variety of other ones. Our latest and greatest is the UNSA three which you make with both um, filmed green, filmed white phosphor, and unfilmed white phosphorus. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna slap a unfilmed white phosphor UNSA3 on it and go do some, some hood rack shit. It's a, a, That's crazy. When it's all said and done, how much, how much money is gonna be the whole rig worth? I don't wanna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, here's the thing, when you're, when you're trying to acquire the dream, money means nothing like as long as you have it you can cover it you don't think about the uh the two weeks of ramen beforehand and the two weeks of ramen after oh the ramen so much ramen but it's worth it you can't post pictures of ramen or normal food on instagram and become famous you yeah post like, cool guns it's funny like when i got it i figured it was the gun in one mag and i opened up the box and there were six more uh vera beach magazines which i don't know if you know this our our 308 magazines are uh they're expensive, um, but they're really, really good. Their MSRP is about a hundred bucks a magazine. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the government pricing that we have. Um, but yeah, there were six of those in there as well. And I was like, what a delightful surprise that was. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot that goes into like, you got to remember before the SR25, there was no, like, there was no 308 mag. You were using modified M1A mag. So like those mags are what you wouldn't have the any of the DPMS, uh, the C products, the Brownells, uh, the Magpuls. Like you wouldn't have that pattern had we not had Mister Knight not sat in a room for years making magazines by hand to find out. You know, the one that had the best feeding geometry, uh, that hold you know held the rounds right correctly inside the magazine. Uh, yeah, put a lot of work and effort. That's, into it. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. Like most people don't wrap their mind around is like at some point somewhere like the thing you have somebody sat in a room and you know sweated over making that that that's pretty awesome i got to play with uh the new uh photonics uh 4k white foss tubes today which are amazing so wait a 4k white phosphorus tube yeah so uh i don't know remember when we were talking with uh grantham about uh, white phosphor and out of band mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. commercially, the only real tube that can see slightly into out of band uh, into an area called Sweeter uh, is made by Photonis. And uh, they're unbelievably clear, crisp, and uh, just the detail and the image quality on those tubes are ridiculous. So I got to play with those for the first time today. That was pretty intense. That's awesome. Uh, Tackrack in the chat asks, has anyone tried the DEP eyepieces uh, for night vision? I'm not 
sure what that is. Let me check. Are you familiar with those, Adam? Oh yeah, I, I actually got to play with this today. It was on. Uh, it was on that port with the 4K tube I was using. Nice. So, what is it for those listening at home that aren't familiar with it? No clue. I literally <laughs> turned it on, went into a dark room, was like, "Man, White Foss is so badass. I wish I had these in my my binos." <laughs> and that was the end of it. Um, yeah, that, that's that's the extent of my experience with White Phosphor. It just looks like an updated, you know, focal eyepiece for a 14 and a mom or a PBS 15 or anything that uses those lens systems. So I'm assuming it's probably pretty good. Uh, Mod Armory has it. So uh, at $742 a piece, Adam Peeney will not be owning one of those. <laughs> Funds are tight after buying SR25 on a whim. Uh, understandable. Very understandable. My unit's pretty low speed when it comes to pretty much anything not a, revolving around a Bradley, so we're still all rocking PBS 14. Do you uh, use issued kit, or do you rock your own cool guy kit, Chris? All right, so here's the story with that. So when it comes to that, it's commander's discretion for plate carrier. We got a new commander. He's like, yeah, why not? He was from the uh, 82nd and a pretty high-speed unit up there, so he's like, Sure, why not? Play carriers are good to go on for me. So, you go to the field, I'm rocking my own uh, Ronin Tactics Assault Play Carrier. Everything's going good. And then the next field problem, about, I believe, a week later, uh, my platoon sergeant pulls me aside and is like, Are you rocking your own uh, play carrier? And I'm like, uh, Roger Sarn is uh, good to go by the commander. And he's like, Yeah, no, that's, that's, not, that's not a green light on my from me, so you're going to have to rock the standard issue IOTV. Which is far superior to the Ronin Tactics rig. Yes, it is. A uh, thousand denier Cordura and about ten extra pounds of weight. Yeah, but safety and bureaucracy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come to find out, I'm not a huge fan of bureaucracy, and it's like little shit like that, but I also understand why. They're, they're pretty adamant because there is a standard. They don't know every individual piece of gear, so they it may or may not hit that standard. It may exceed it, but they don't know. They're just simply covering their ass at that point, I assume. Yeah, I totally, I totally understood that, but what really started to get me was, like, people slowly, once they got the word that, okay, commander's discretion, was people slowly started getting the Condors and the Rothkos and wearing it, and it was totally fine, but I'm like, as soon as I bring out quality, it's, it was a no-go. It, it it pains me when I see eighty dollar Condor plate carriers being used in the real world. Yeah. Well, I mean that's what you get for trying to stunt on them hoes. <laughs> <laughs> guys can't stand it to see somebody doing well, and they're like, "Man, he's got that that two fam that that gangster shit, and I can't afford it, so fuck it, I'm gonna make him live my life." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's punished. So I try. I just try to make the best with my own personal uh, pouches on the IOTV. Just try to make it as high speed as it possibly can. Yeah, yeah, that's better than nothing. So pouches, you're cleared to use whatever you want. Yeah, with that kind of stuff, slings, pouches. Uh, it's shooter's preference. So if I wanted to rock a a, bat, a shooter's belt, I, I was clear to rock a shooter's belt. But as long as it's the IOTV and you're rocking the plates and side plates. 
uh, whatever works for you works for you. Cool. So at least you're not stuck with the closed top Velcro pouches. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that. So like my, my rig right now is a tactical tailor admin because I am the RTO. So it has like my quick references. So if I call on a nine line call for fire or the frequencies for the other uh, people around that I need to have their frequencies, it's all in that little admin pouch. Uh, I rock either the Spiritus Micro, Micro Fighter 2s on that if I can, or just a triple mag pouch from, I believe, Tag. I'm not sure who makes that. And then a Haley Strategic Flat Pack that holds my uh, ASIP radio and camp flag. Nice. Uh, Caleb in the chat asks if there's any new gear that any of us uh, want, etc. I don't know. I'm still just waiting on the helmet, my helmet from TNVC. That's, that's one piece of gear that I've really wanted a long time that I'm waiting on. Ooh, there's a helmet, but hey, if Dean from Spirit is listening, he is. Why isn't he in here? Micro Fighter Three is on that list. All I'm saying, I just got the Woodland one in this week. I really dig it. I don't know why, but just. The whole, yeah, the M81 Woodland is just one of my favorites right now. It looks so cool. I'm not I'm not going to be picky, but hey, yeah, definitely definitely a setup, uh, a Spirit System setup in the Mark III. Or, you know what, a, a tour night. The dudes at tour are making some pretty solid stuff. I want to pick up um, a knife on from them. It's on my list. Which guys? Or uh, which tour? knife company? Tour? Sweet. Tours? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sponsored by myself and picked up one of their knives, but it's a cool, it's a Marine and a Ranger who are just making knives on their off time. and They're looking pretty cool. Nice, nice. Uh, so, Adam, when is Knights Army going to sponsor Chris? It's a good question. Fair question. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a witty dick comment to come back to. <laughs> um, how about half past and that's just because Knights doesn't sponsor people. Like, it's just... That gives me hope. So you're saying there's a chance. So there's a chance. <laughs> sure. We'll say there's a chance. Hell yeah. Uh, how often do you get hit up for free shit, though, Adam? Daily. Yep. <laughs> hey, man, I got 200 followers. Can you give me a hookup? I mean, that's like myself at my unit. Every specialist, NCO, everyone, they're like, hey, Ramirez, you got any extra pouches you can just slide my way? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. Right. Every day of the week, I don't. All right, so I will give you the same speech I've given every one of my employees, anybody who works on this side. If you're, if you're at a certain position, rank, whatever, um, status, whatever you want to call it. And there's something you need. Approach the person and offer to buy it. Now be prepared that whenever you're like, like you just don't throw this out randomly. Like you're like, Hey Adam, you know, I'd like to really buy an upper. Okay, cool. And this is where you get the, the, you know, the, Hey, it may end up being like, he could be a dick. Be like, well, you know, it's a full MSRP or it's like, you know what? This dude may help me. You know, I'll give it to them at, you know, at cost. The problem that I have with most people um, and on this side, um, it's definitely very much social media influencers, and I say that using finger quotes. Um, 
they just come straight up and they're like, oh, you know, I've got this. You should give me this. It's like, man, you'd get more if you just like, hey, you know, I'd like to buy it because nobody likes paying retail. Everybody will at least give you some kind of discount. Most people aren't willing to do that. They just want to ask for free shit. And I learned that the hard way as the person who in the past, way. So that's a free tidbit of information. And an excellent piece of information. Don't you should no relationship conversation should ever start with something for free. Unless they're handing out samples at Sam's Club. <laughs> yeah. But if you get the shits from their samples, was it really free? <laughs> Everything comes at a cost. Exactly. I just, I just find it it's really funny at Shot Show that like some people will just walk up to a booth and like not not care what they're selling or what they're doing and just ask the person at the booth, "Do you have anything for free? Got any lanyards I could get?" <laughs> it just it, not be like that. It blows my mind sometimes. It used to not be like that? No, dude, like four or five years ago. <clears throat> well, five, five years ago. Um, yeah, it wasn't a thing. Like, the guys who were doing social media stuff five years ago were really fucking working at it. Like, they were building relationships, and they understood um, the collaboration process between a manufacturer and, you know, this social media person. Nowadays, anybody with a fucking Instagram account and enough money <clears throat> can build a follow-up. And people, and I don't know, maybe it's a millennial thing. <clears throat> people feel entitled to like, fucking, you know, 30,000 subs. You should give me something. It's like, fuck you. Adam Peeney as a person has fucking, you know, 16,000. Like, like if, there's, if I have that many fucking followers, you should be fucking way beyond it because I'm a retarded piece of shit and nobody should follow me. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the demographic has gotten younger and the entitlement has gone through the roof. Yes. Yes. Like I, I get that the most uh, from the airsofters, like a large, large demographic of my following and customers are airsofters and just that a lot of them are kids and it's, uh, it's that entitlement issue that I had one guy this week that like I had to pretty much just block him. Because he continually asked for free stuff, and I said, no, it's not going to happen. And again, he had like 50 subscribers on YouTube. And like I, I used to explain to people like why, uh, but anymore, I just, I just don't. There's just too much. You just just to... don't be that guy. Don't ask for free stuff. Work hard, produce good content, and good things will come. You have to explain them the, uh, the rule of three. The rule of three in most businesses, if it costs you a dollar, you have to sell it for $3. And what that does is it covers your physical labor, your overhead of the building, the actual material cost, and a little bit of profit, plus any taxes you have to pay for. So if I'm going to give you something, if I'm going to give you a patch that costs $10, I better receive $30 to $50 back in value from you. Instagram yeah. posts don't mean shit. They, they, they don't yeah. they don't offer you can't tie ROI to Instagram that's one of the biggest problems that most most manufacturers don't realize um, until somebody can prove that I understand like there's there's higher ROI with uh, renewable video content YouTube 
uh, Vimeo, stuff like that. Because when we're on the shitter, look, you know, researching our next doodad, what do most people do? They go to YouTube and watch a video. That right there also costs now the, the guy asking for free product. It costs him money to buy the camera, take the time out of his day to actually do the film, to edit it, put it up, and make it worth it. So there's costs associated on both sides. There's a actual physical dollar on the product side, and there is a metaphorical dollar on the influencer side, we'll say. Yes, that is excellent. That's just no such thing as free that a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand. And I'm sorry to be such a Debbie Downer tonight. No, just need to come to Colorado, get some of that, that sweet marijuana, up your mood. Dude, I like, I, I like Denver. Um, Ari Factor's out there. Um, one of my really good friends, Ebbs from House of Guns, is out there. Yep, Ebbs is great. I love that dude with all my heart. Um, I was out there probably two years ago with Ari Factor, Clint when he was with uh, Falcor, um, Whitey from Four Guys Guns, John Patton from the Gun Collective, and Ebbs was there. And it was probably one of the greatest fucking boys weekends I've ever been a part of. It was the most fucking fun I've had in a long time. Well, you need to come and do it again. Except invite me. One day when I get more free time, I'll, I'll go back out. Sweet. Yeah, Ebbs is awesome. I met Ebbs uh, years ago when I was first getting my business off the ground. He was one of the first, he was like the first YouTuber that I met in the industry. And he's great. He doesn't do much of it anymore, but he's got so much going on in his personal life. Uh, but man, there's no greater human I've ever met. Absolutely. Especially better than Chris. He's a piece of shit. That's true. <laughs> I'm just trying to get picked up as a self-proclaimed gun bunny. So, Well, you need more Ranger panty pictures then. True. It's true. And you need to hold all the guns incorrectly. Yes, there is that as well. Safety off, finger on the trigger. <laughs> is it is it is it wrong that like at Shot Show and some other similar trade shows, it's pretty easy to pick out the the bunnies that were just hired to be models in the booth? I mean, and is it is it wrong to enjoy asking them really technical questions about the product they're advertising that they obviously know nothing about? It's actually a dick move, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, they're there to sell very specific stuff. Um, if you come up to fuck with them, away from that specific service. You're also ruining it for the rest of us. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Hey, let me know, though. If there's a company that wants me to work their booth, I'll be somewhat knowledgeable on it. It's like, how... What is the uh, the most exhausting trade show to work at, Adam? Since you you have experience with setting up and running booths at all the major ones, uh, I mean, shot is absolutely the most stressful. Um, it's where I joke, like, so you you see a totally different side than like what I see, yeah, or what any industry dude sees for that matter. So you can roll in whenever you want, you can stay as late as you want. You have no real like. All you, and all you do is flow from booth to booth to booth. Yes, that's very a general, very general, very big generalization, but you get my point. Um, mm -hmm. For guys that work on this side of the fence, uh, if it's your first time at SHOT Show, you earn the title industry professional because you have to 
be at the booth by 7.30, 8, 8.30, depending on the day it opens and what your company does. Work all day. Talk to a uh, fucking thousand people. Um, the most stressful point throughout the day is like, if you're a decision maker in the company, um, you're talking to one person, and then all of a sudden you'll look slightly to your right, there's another person waiting for you. Slightly to your left, there's another person waiting for you, and they're just staring at you while you're trying to have this fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. So that, um, trying to stay on time with meetings, uh, you're doing that from eight till six, go back to your hotel, quick shower, dinner, and then you're at parties till sometimes three, four in the morning, turn around and do it again. And you do that for four days straight. You're also in a totally different um, geographical location. So it really like, fucks with me the first day. Cause I go from like East coast where it's kind of humid, you know, is what it is. And then, you know, maybe cold and you get into fucking Vegas and it's super dry and there's tons of people there and there's fucking germs and it's the most stressful show, but it's also the most fun show that you can go to. Personally, uh, my favorite show is always NRA, um, just because I like interacting with end users. They're a bit more chill. Um, usually, you know, they're very, very interested in what's going on with the company, um, and it's just much more relaxed. The hours are less, uh, and it's not such a stressful, got to get business done. It's, it's uh, at least for manufacturers that I've worked for in the past, it is a branding show primarily. Is uh, how much bigger is NRA than Shot Show? Um, I mean they're about the same size, I would assume. Um, I think you get more foot traffic on NRA because it's not restricted, even though that shot anymore isn't really that fucking restricted. It's not that restricted anymore. You you need a, a an Instagram or a YouTube page. Honestly, it should be. It, and this is this will ruffle feathers, but like if you ain't got an FFL or a business license. That actually, you know, and you have references with companies there that do business with you. I'm sorry, you don't need to be there. I'm also a big of the mindset that we should put NRA first and then shop follow it. You know, all your product release should be done to the general consumer. Uh, you know, do that the first week in January, release all your new products. So that way it gives time for the customers to go to the dealers and be like, oh my God, I saw this new. What's your majiggy at this booth? I want to order one of these. And now dealers can take that knowledge and be like, oh man, this widget got so many requests that we should probably stock a fair amount of those uh, going forward for the rest of the year. And then the first week in February, you have fucking SHOT Show where you, you do all your order taking. That that would make sense because what, what people like at SHOT Show is not always what the end user is going to go for. Also, what most you know, what companies bring to Shot Show doesn't necessarily come out. Yes. You know, how many times have you seen a product that's super, super cool? They're like, oh, it'll be out Q2 or Q3, and then the next year it's like, oh, it's still coming, and it's not there. Someday. Yeah, I've had that multiple times. Yeah, I think NRA uh, should be first. It should be open to the public. It should be, you know, that's where all the the social media stuff should go down and then shots should go back to being a true industry event where dealers come place orders and do the, you know, what shot was meant to be used for. Yeah. How long have you been going to shot show Adam? Uh, I did two years as a dealer. Uh, and then the rest of the industry, 
Uh, I think I've gone to eight of them. I have to look. I still nice. have all my badges. Uh, was uh, when did it move from Florida, Shot Show? Um, six years ago. Hold on. Okay. I get my. That's a great question. God damn, I'm getting fucking old. <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. I'm doing research. Asking your good friend Google. Uh, I'm asking Al Gore. Al Gore. <laughs> you know he invented the internet, right? The ice caps still aren't melted. <laughs> I was told they'd be gone by now. Uh, do you know if you'll be uh, able to make a shot show this year, Chris? Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to take. Um, trying to line my leave days up for it because last year I got invited to all the cool parties, all that stuff. I was supposed to hang with like Josh Rono, all the cool I'm fr- guys I'm friends with, but I just got to mm-hmm. it, so I wasn't gonna try to push buttons and be like. Hey, I didn't get to take leave. Can I take leave? I just got to my unit. I was still trying to build that kind of rapport with my unit. But this year, I'm trying to play it smart with my leave days and try to line it up so I can go. 2010 is when it moved to Vegas, so seven years ago. Okay. How much has it changed since then? Uh, it's it's changed significantly. Um, like I said, there's a lot more people that aren't there to do business. Um, there's some areas where there's more um, government stuff, commercial. Uh, I've also, you know, I've lived through the election stuff. I've seen what that madhouse is like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll never forget being on the floor at SHOT when Obama was like, I'm going to make all these declarations. And we're like, fuck. And then all hell broke loose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Just <laughs> going crazy. Short of people looting the booths. However, adversely, it was interesting to watch um, the inauguration on the floor of SHOT Show this year. Yeah, that was super rad. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I was sitting, I was down at Raven, at, at, when I was at Raven, at the booth, and on the corner, um, it was some, like, Chinese rail company or something, but they had TVs, <laughs> like, okay, work, and they, you know, it was really cool to see the entire show stop and it was fucking quiet yeah. and it was like man this is what it's about like I, everybody at least you know everybody there unified you know to see something good that happened and uh, to really just have a lot of pride in what you do at that point like it was because it could have went either way it could have been Hillary it could, you know it could have been a whole bunch of craziness yeah, the tone tone of the show would have been a lot different. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, Adam, what would be your tips towards uh, Chris, who would be attending for the first time this year as a veteran of the show? Uh, good food or good food. Eat a healthy breakfast. <clears throat> really good shoes. Um, yes. Uh, aftermarket insoles or double your socks for extra cushion. Um. Don't shake hands. Become a huge uh, user of the elbow bump. Um, the shot show funk. It's nasty. Yeah, uh, I usually get a flu shot two weeks beforehand. It's just it's that's like my thing. Um, has it worked for you? Uh, yeah, it has worked since I started doing it. Um, just know that you're never gonna see everything you want to see. Um, like make a list of ten that you want to see a day. 
mark the five that you need to see, go see them. Uh, and then also explore, like, uh, there is cool stuff in the, in the outer rooms. Uh, there's cool stuff downstairs. Um, just don't be mad if you don't see everything. But the biggest things I can tell you is good shoes, eat a good breakfast. Don't eat anything at the fucking convention center because the food sucks. Uh, don't shake yep. hands. And watch out for Asian airsoft here is taking pictures of stuff to rip it off. That That's hilarious because I've seen that like rolling circus multiple times. I have to wonder why they're let in because it's so obvious, like what what it is and what they're there for. This is me shaking my head, saying I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's hard to believe that it's going to happen four or five months now. Yeah, halfway there. I don't want it to be crazy. This was my first year staying on the strip. I've always cheaped out and just stayed off. Oh, it has to, man. Like I have to say, it was very nice not to deal with the parking garage and just walk back to my room. What uh? Did you go to any fun parties? Um, this year not really. I wasn't cool enough to be invited to any. That sucks. Yes. I got invited to do it, and I couldn't even go. That must suck even more. I was a little upset. That must suck. I, I believe I bought only one beer the whole time, and it cost me fifteen dollars, and it reminded me why it was the only one I ever bought. Oh my <laughs> god! Who buys beer at Shot Show? I know. It was, it, it was a, it was a rookie mistake. <laughs> Fifteen dollars. That is, you're talking about the uh, rules of threes. That is a healthy profit margin for them. Oh yeah, man, you're in the fucking wrong boat if you don't think Vegas is getting paid. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I think we will wrap up that one for tonight. Uh, before we get out of here, go ahead and give your social media handles a plug for everyone listening. Uh, Adam Peeney with Knights Armament. Uh, make sure you go follow us at uh, Knight Arm Co on Instagram. Um, my personal is Adam underscore. P-I-N-I. You can give or take that one. He's a dick, so I wouldn't really follow him. Um, (laughs) You can always shoot me an email at work at A-P-I-N-I at nightarmco.com or give me a call at the office if you want to talk gun, night vision, um, you know, whatever you need. I'm I'm always down to talk to people and help them out. Uh, But, yeah, uh, that's that's me in a nutshell. Sweet man, Chris. Follow me out. Instagram at Addicted to the Gear. That's really the only social media platform I'm on. If you want to follow my personal Facebook, it's Chris Ramirez. I'm also on Tinder and J Date, so you can look those up. <laughs> yeah, I was I was told you were on Grinder as well. Those are fake. Hey man, cast a wide net. Cast a wide net. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time someone's plugged their dating profile. <laughs> uh, jokes on you. No girls listen to this. I mean, that's that's probably a true statement. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> let's just say your demographic is not super diverse. No, no, there's no, there, no. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. Awesome guys, and be sure to check us out moguns.com on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, that's also where you can find some sweet uh, Guns, Gear, and Beer t-shirts, which we'll ha- be having more uh, in so- in stock real soon. Uh, before we go, Chris, I wanted to ask, what is up with your profile picture with the uh, with the vintage porno? Okay, uh, so I went shooting in a, uh, this one range in South Carolina, and there was like just an abandoned shed that um, I mentioned my friend Cody and I just, all right, let's go through. And just boxes on boxes of like vintage magazines 
And so out of curiosity, I was just looking through it and it's like 12 or so Playgirl magazine. So I'm like, this is picture worthy. <laughs> uh, and then you smuggled them all into your barracks, correct? Yeah, they're somewhere around here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, thank you guys for coming on. It was a blast as always. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you again next week.